Hi, everybody. Tony Marcolini. I'm joined today by my co-host, Seamus McDonough, and a very special guest. He is an actor, a writer, a producer, and I'm expecting any day for him to tell me he's getting into directing as well. Uh, please welcome Ed Cordiano. Welcome, Ed. Hey, everyone. How you guys How you doing? doing? Good. How are you? We wanted to talk to you today about a couple of different things, one to do with your career and one to do with uh, your love of meditation, which I think truly connects you to, bonds you to Seamus, uh, who's very much into meditation. Yeah. So I think we'll start though, <laughs> who's meditating right now. Uh, I think we'll start though with career and then move towards the meditation later. But I definitely want to get to that with you because I'm, I'm super interested in that. Um, the last time you were here, we were talking about the project you have. Uh, you're partnered with Alicia Minshew from All My Children and a plethora of other projects. Uh, and you guys were putting together a show called Eltingville. And I think you were in the process of filming the pilot. Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah, you sure did. Yeah. To how uh, are they going with that? Uh, they're going great. So we so we filmed we filmed in May. We had we had like a four day shoot in May. Um, we also raised some money before that, which is a whole other thing. And it and might be willing to just touch upon that a little bit for some you know of your viewers who might turn in. But we actually did a Kickstarter campaign for for the pilot, which is a it's a crowdfunding. Um, we had a great experience with it. So so just basic premise of crowdfunding is that it's just a community that will come together and get behind a project. It doesn't have to be creative, but a lot of it is, you know, creative projects, but also you can get behind a project, you can get behind a product. So we did a successful Kickstarter. We filmed in May. I was so happy with the, with the production of it. And now we have our completed pilot, which I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm not trying to sell it just yet. I'm just going to go to festivals with it and, and, you know, and then just kind of want to take it the festival route. Um, but it's, it's like the best work I've ever done. I'm, I'm so proud of it. Um, it's couldn't have turned out better. So. Well, I congratulations. Really Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. I wish I you knew, I knew you was done with editing. We would have harangued you to try to maybe put a clip up. I know I was, as I'm saying, it, I'm thinking I, I could have maybe brought in a clip, but Next time I come on, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll show a little clip. Sounds good. Now, with Eltingville, you, you just did the pilot at this point, right? You haven't filmed further episodes? We just did the pilot, yeah. We, we, so we, we, we self, it's self-funded, um, independently produced. So we don't, you know, so the, the goal is to get it sold. I mean, we have yes. some capital. We could, we could continue to make it independently. There, there's actually, you know, Seamus, we were talking about Brooklyn earlier before we started, mm -hmm. but there's a series called Gravesend right now that is um, there. They're on Amazon, but um, and it's similar. It's a, it's a Gravesend Brooklyn. Um, well, not really, not similar, but anyway, you know, we could continue on funding, but we want to we want to try to get it sold and, and bring on a production partner, which we think we have a good chance of doing. So, um, so right now we only have the pilot. Very good. And you were the writer on that. I or was, one of the I writers. Writer. One of the writers. Yeah. So. That is so wonderful. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, that's how they do it. Like, you know, I, I'm in a, with a project myself. From, my friend from New York uh, is doing a project called uh, uh, Ruth about the Irish coming to, to New York and all the, the trauma they went through. And, and the, the, you know, all, it's, it's a long story, but so good to hear this. I'm always so excited for people when, when, they, when they have something, when they get the pilot done. That's, like, amazing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just so sell good. it. I sell know. it. 
it was such a, I, you know, I turned 46 yesterday. It was my birthday. So, um, Happy birthday. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And it speaks a little bit to the meditation and, and you guys know this, but, and we could talk about it, but you know, like it's kind of setting intentions and you know, it's any other day, but it's, but it's a day, it's a new beginning. So I just kind of took a little reflection on 45 and it was such a good year for so many reasons. And it wasn't a great year, but like, it was a great year, but as anything else is sometimes you take a look back and you're like, oh, you know, you had certain emotions and just like, if you're in tune to kind of how you feel, right? We all go through the same things. Even if you have good stuff going on, it's like on any given day, you might be feeling anxious. Why? Well, I don't know, but that's just how it is. Like, and I think meditation is something that helps you to accept, you know, how you feel. So I was going through this exercise. I was kind of just looking back on the year and kind of looking forward and there were a lot of good things happened. You know, it, our, our brains think the exact same way, Ed. I'm mean, exactly the same thing. It's like if you if your purpose and basically my purpose in life is to feel good now, and it's always now, and then I can then I can help people and be kind to people and smile at people, and so thank you. Oh, thank you. Can, I feel your I feel your energy. I, I feel that you where you want to put that out there. It's just a, it's just and same thing with Tony. You know, and. I think that part of that is knowing like when you, when you don't feel good or if you feel a little bit off, like you just accept it. You know, that's what I kind of get to the point where like, I might feel off. I might know why I might not, but I practice acceptance a lot of the time. I don't, I don't, I don't try to dig into kind of like, why do I feel like this right now? You know, but, and by nature, I'm, I'm very, I'm a very positive person by nature. And my mom, if she was on here with me, she'd be like, he was always so positive and, always, you know, and, and it was my nature, my naturally how I am. And not everybody's like that, right? And that's right. okay. We can't all be like that because then, you know, it would be weird if everybody was like that. It has to be, you know, and so my variety is good. But um, meditation is a big aspect of, of my life. I was so nervous the morning that we were filming Eltingville and the night before, no joke, and I don't, I sleep well. And I'm sure you do too, you guys, both of you. I could, I'm sure that you do. I was laying in bed. I was like, I can't do it. There's no <laughs> way, you know, like just this doubt crept in. And I was like, there's no way I got to call it off. I got to yeah. call everybody. I'm going to give back the money. I can't do it. But it was a fleeting thought. You know, I knew that it was a fleeting thought. I said, okay, that's how you feel. That's okay. And then woke up the next morning and, you know, we got it done. And it was divine. So, you know, when you put things out, I pray, I pray every day too. So when you put stuff out there, um, it, it comes back. So there was some divine stuff that was happening. And I know that it was, you know, it was, it was truly divine. Well, I mean, this, Go ahead, is, Tony. Say, this is a real good place to put it. And we'll get back to your career. How's that? Let's talk about meditation while we're here. Um, I mean, I think you're absolutely on the money. Right, because so much of our lives is spent uh, stressed out, and we often don't think about caring for ourselves. I mean, I know that I've totally changed my life and how I eat. I'm on a plant-based, whole food diet. Uh, I exercise. I walk a half hour a day, and I also now I meditate. We were talking just now about divine intervention. I pray. I really, I after I because I had cancer. With the most of our listeners, I think know. But coming out of that, I used it as the like that divine tap on the shoulder to change my life. And it's so important for people who are in a situation to maybe take a look at your, you know, your own life and what's happening and are you taking care of yourself? Because stress will lead a hole right through the center of you if you don't figure out a way to manage it. 
uh, and a, a way to take care of yourself and your body and your health and putting, you know, putting good nutrition in your body is so important. And you can't, you know, you can't live on Doritos and McDonald's and expect a, a real positive outcome. And that's just the reality. Yeah. So you're somebody like Seamus, you're both heavily into meditation long before I ever even thought and gave it a second thought. Uh, I think I, matter of fact, I wouldn't have given a second thought before my cancer. I wouldn't have, I don't even know if I would have been receptive to hear what you, you know, you were saying if you were recommending it to me. Uh, so let's talk about that. How have you used meditation in your life, Ed? And how did you get into it? How did you start? I actually started doing yoga first. I was, you know, I got, I was, got married at 25 and I had always worked out and I, you know, I played high school sports and kept on working out, but, you know, got married and then had a baby and then had another baby. And so I was, I was like 28 years old and, you know, and then the, the stress of, you know, family life and all, it was all wonderful, but I felt like even the workouts kind of something was missing. So I started doing, you know, the, I was going to the YMCA. I was in Staten Island, started to do yoga and yoga changed my life. Um, so I started to develop a yoga practice first when I was like 28 years old. And then once I got more into yoga, like in, in the Americanized kind of version of yoga, it's also, it's very physical, um, which it is those, the asanas are the poses that you go through and it is very physical and it's a great workout, but there's really yoga before that was, was breath work and more like a way of life. And so, and, and, you know, like a vinyasa flow was like the pairing of your body movement and your breath, right. And then quietness of the mind. So um, I fell in love with, with yoga. And, and so, you know, for years, I just had a yoga practice and I would meditate intermittently here and there. Um, opened up a yoga studio that I had for six years, which was just another side business that I had. I sold it in 2018, but through that journey for about five years now, I've had a, a steady, very steady med meditation practice. And the reason why I got, I made it so steady is because it's like cumulative. It kind of builds up over time. So if I just paused right now and sat here, like it's easy for me to kind of access that, that stillness and that, and that peace. Right. So it's, it's just kind of like, it's, it's the repetition is what really, really helps. Um, so I meditate every day, but one tip, I'm going to get two tips actually. One tip is that we're all visual. So if you're trying to develop a, a practice, say like a meditation, get a calendar, a desk calendar, put it on your desk, and you could track your progress You put a little, I put a little circle and a cross, put that every day. So some days, if I don't do it at the same time, because that's what the thing is, you're not going to always be able to do it at the same time for whatever reason, maybe you're traveling, maybe you're on vacation, maybe this, maybe that before I go to bed, I know I look at it and I say, okay, I, I didn't do it today. And eventually you don't need it because you know, if you did it or not, but we're visual, we need something visual. So, um, I mark my progress on the calendar. I'm proud of my progress. It's been years that I, that I do it. Um, and it's not like an OCD thing. I'm not OCD about it. I, it's not, it's just a matter of like, we need something visual that we, we can kind of see it. So that's, what's helped me a lot. And it's changed my life. I mean, um, it's the best thing I do every day. Did you just start one day or did you go to take a class? I, I looked up a few things online. The meditation that I do, it's tr transcendental meditation. It's, it's called TM and TM is, and I, I, I went to, you know, I went to a, a center for it. Um, it's 20 minutes twice a day technically is what, is what TM is, right? That's what they recommend. 20 <laughs> minutes twice a day. No mind control, just eyes closed and breathing. 
and then there's a mantra if you want to if you want to incorporate a mantra your mantra could be anything it's just something you say repetitively over and over again to yourself i use it if i need it some days if my mind if, if i'm a little more racy than others or you know i'll use the mantra as i need it but um it's 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 easy and I, and don't the biggest thing is that don't judge yourself if you if you judge the meditation and you think you're going to get to this place you're not that that's not how it works you're just slowing down your mind a little bit that's just that's just that's all it is you're just kind of slowing it down so you can breathe and and just kind of get to your true and natural self and that's it wow <laughs> now really really this is no mistakes i've also practiced transcendental meditation for almost 26 years oh my goodness oh wow i, I mean i mean i, I upon awaking in the morning i do it and uh, but i discovered something else that might be useful to you ed tell me uh, 25 years ago uh, i couldn't do the meditation i, just, I learned i couldn't do it and a fellow uh, i'm also 25 years sober a fellow suggests he says well, what's, what's, what's taking you out of the meditation is what's in your head. So he showed me how to surrender, basically write down my, uh, the num number one offender in the world, like you said, or like you implied, is resentment. You know, and when I don't get what I want, I get resentful. So basically, I'm always resentful because there's always something I want, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and what makes you resentful is what is my thinking, you know, the training I've had my whole life, you know. My training has, has you know, you know my dad uh, was a great boxing trainer, but he's like, he's not supposed to cry, you know. Don't cry. Don't show emotion and you know, all this stuff. It's supposed to be a, the manly thing, like Brooklyn, Ireland, the same thing. It's all the same everywhere for men. And uh, so whatever's in my head, I write on paper, write it down on paper, and my meditation improved tenfold. And and uh, uh, and I've done it for I've done it like I said for twenty uh, yeah. I learned twenty six years ago I've been up to over twenty five, and uh, and the reason I continue to do it is because it makes me feel so good, and like I was saying earlier, when I feel good I can be I can be uh, friends, kind to my partner or with my friends or people I work with or every, people on the street smile at them whatever you know, right. and uh, that way, it's. Your mate, your, your inner world, the, the, the butterfly effect. You know, yeah. if I, if I, you know, I, if I, if I'm not that, not the word smiling all the time, running around smiling and laughing all the time. But if I just happen to consciously have a look at somebody and I smile, that's they might smile back. You know, and yeah. and uh, yeah. and it doesn't overcome their problems, but it's a, it's it's a little bit. And because uh, my world's on my shoulders, that's my world. Mm -hmm. And uh, and as I as I as I navigate. Uh, traverse the world i want i want my i have a child also i just had a child six, six and a half months ago almost seven months ago now i want him to have a live in a better world than i lived in yeah uh yeah i lived in brooklyn like you you had and it, it was it was rough sometimes you know oh it God. still is the whole world is rough you know yeah. but no one's actually to blame for anything everyone's just a product of their past that is so true it was a progress path, yeah. Mm -hmm. Told, go ahead, yeah. Oh, that's that's so true. I think about that often. I also think that that would be a great. I, I love that tip, and I I keep a journal. I keep my little prayer book, keep my cross on top of it, and then I have my journal, and then I have you know, and then a couple of books that I that I read my you know my Bible and all. But that's mm -hmm. a. I think that that is an amazing thing that you said to do to kind of write some stuff down 
you know, before mm. going into the meditation, because I just, I just think that would be so helpful because there's always things there that are, that are underlying. But I think about that all the time. I think, um, and it's the kind of the evolution or maybe the, um, when you're, you know, you're kind of reaching maybe a higher level of consciousness, right? And to realize maybe certain things where you don't know where this person is coming from or how they grew up, or there's so many layers to that, that, you know, um, it's almost ridiculous to react to somebody or to, you know, like, I can't stand political conversations unless you do that for a living. I can't, I just, if they're, the conversations I don't have because we, we've forgotten how to like, um, hear somebody else's point of view and just kind of respect whatever that is, right? Like that's, that's just the point of, it's so important for us to be able to do that, you know, and anything less than that, I feel like is, um, this is not, not the way that, you know, that we should be, but um, I just, civility, right. Civility is diminishing. Civility. civility is diminishing. It is because everybody has a voice, which is cool, right? Every, everybody can put something out there and everybody has a voice, but doesn't mean anything you know it doesn't there's nothing behind that unless if you have a voice and you want to go and do out and do something about it whatever it might be then great I, I love to see that I love to see people who are firm in, in what they believe in and they're out there doing something whatever it is it could be small it doesn't have to be anything big but otherwise it's just there's nothing to it if you put something out there it's just words or to get under somebody's skin then that's fine think how you think and do something about it but don't tell anybody just go out and do it and just do it because it means something to you, you know, not that you want to put something out there and, you know, that, that's not the way to go, you know. My parting uh, um, uh, experience to everybody I meet is that when, when they leave me, I say, don't hurt nobody, <laughs> which is a double negative, as we know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but they get the meaning, you know. Yeah, I like that too. I do. Yeah. You, know, I, you just brought some, something up that's so, so... Um, um, important in my life. Uh, when I got when I got to understand and and realize that I'm actually not always doing what I want to do. I do I'm doing what, I, what I'm trained to do in this world, uh, and and the stuff in my head uh, is often not my thinking. It's a it's reactions to previous thinking. So when I don't like how I feel. Uh, what I really need is is a profound alteration in my reaction to life. Uh, so I can, so rather than just react to somebody now based on the past, I can actually hear them with a clear consciousness and and respond to them right here, right now, right. and be helpful and, and and loving all that stuff. You know, not all the time. You know, we're not, 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 not saints. Right. You know, but uh, yeah. So That's what you brought fun. up, and yeah, and I, mean, I wanted to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go no, please go. Please go ahead. Imagine being in this conversation now that we're having, and if none of us were actually listening to the other person, it wouldn't be good. No, like we're moving in a direction, we're making points. And so that's one of the things where it's like, just listen, you know, and even with acting and that tie, that does tie back into acting and it ties into all the things that you do. If you're whatever in a relationship of any kind, just listen, listen. And listening brings you to now. That's right. Car carpe diem, momentum mori, the whole thing. Oh, the memento. Okay, so I have this right here. So I wanted to show you guys this one thing, right? So this is my. I have this on the wall in my room. It's it's my memento mori um, calendar. It's right. It's this is my. So all these dots that you see. This is every single week of my life. Every dot is one week. So 
So yesterday I just filled in. So it was a whole line. So a whole line is one year. So this is, these are, these, all these dots indicate 90 years, right? So it's, it's my memento mori. Wow. I keep it on my wall. And uh, every Sunday morning when I wake up and I fill in a dot and I just mm. do a little reflection and I say, how was the week? Mm. And inevitably, you know, I probably got angry a few times. I probably mm. was eating foods at certain times where I didn't want to be. And I don't, I'm not judging it. I'm just saying, I look at what was good. I look at what was bad. I just, so I know it raises my awareness for kind of what it is. But the thing is that, did I, did I make the most of the time, right? By far and away, I don't care money, anything. The time is gone. Once it's gone, it's gone. And I looked back yesterday, right at night. And I filled in my, you know, my, my, well, I did, I did the dot on, on Tuesday, Tuesday. So did it on Sunday, but I did my, I did my reflection yesterday and 45 was a great year, made mistakes. That's the other thing. That's also the meditation helps with that. Made mistakes, did things wrong. I did waste some time. It wasn't this, we're not perfect, you know, but overall it was a great year, great year of growth. My spirituality grew. Um, I didn't miss a day of prayer meditation. We did Eltingville. I'm in pre-production on another project with Alicia Minshew, my partner, um, that we're going to film, you know, later on in 2022. Um, I'm also producing something. So great year, you know, but the most important things for me is like good person, good father, good to other people. And, you know, one thing I always pray for too, is that like, I want to be able to know the needs of others. Maybe not so specifically, but you know, when you meet somebody or you come across somebody or whether it's somebody who you know or, or not, and you pick up on something and maybe you might say something or maybe, you know, so I always want to kind of be in the moment, like Seamus is saying, so I could, so I'm more in tune to know the needs of others. It's one of my main things that I, that I want to be able to do in life. I want to know, if I cross paths with somebody, I, I want to know if something's going on, you know, even if we don't talk about it. So the memento mori is, is, a, is a big one. It's, you know, it's something that I, you know, just try to live by and, you know. Beautiful. Down. Beautiful. Thank you. I love Thank that. You. So tell uh, us, tell us about that. You have another project. It sounds like you're working with uh, Alicia on. Yeah. Um, it's called Yola. And it's, uh, it's loosely based on her beautiful grandmother and, um, from, so now we're going to, we're going to film in Florida at the end of 2022, but it's kind of just, um, it's about love and life and, and cooking and this beautiful person who was kind of there for everyone. So, um, it kind of revolves around a group of people who she, um, she kind of becomes their, their their person, their, their mother. And so they go, we were going to film in Brooklyn at first. And we're going to do a duplex. And then um, we had these few characters who were going to go and they, um, and she's kind of their mentor and their person because they don't have family of their own. And then we decided we we're going to film in Florida. But so, so we don't have a script yet, but we're, we're pre-production, but um, it's just a, you know, it'll be a drama story of uh, love and, and life and, and food. She's a great cook. Yola's a great cook. So we, you know, all the things that we want about it, you know, like, because life is tough right now. So what do people want to see? Like cute animals and, and food and, and things like that. Just easy. We want to make it, you know, we want to make it kind of a, kind of an easy feel good story. So mm. oh, I'm looking forward to that. Mm. Now tell me, you were also involved in something on, uh, do you have a Facebook series? I think episodic. Did I get that right? Um, 
Yeah, so the the Everything Show is that is that the one that? Um... No, the Everything Show I know, but something called Episodic. It was like parodies or something. Oh, on Facebook. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another. Um, Anthony Bradford is another actor and producer who I've worked with uh, a little bit. So, um, you know, he puts out he puts out these parodies, and he's a friend of mine. So he's he's cast me in in a few of his things. Um, I'm working on something else right now. I'm working. It's actually the biggest acting job that I've ever done. It's called Winds of Silence, and I'm playing uh, Nick Wind, and it's. Um, basically the lead, the lead character. It's a, it's a feature film. Um, and it's about these two brothers who had a falling out when they were young and the younger brother fell and got hurt and he got a, he got a nail in his head and he's, and he's disabled in the, in the story. And it's, um, it's, it's a, it's an interesting story about forgiveness. Ultimately it's about kind of forgiveness and, and how things get carried away and a, a family feud could turn into this lifelong thing. So it's this culmination of, you know, this feud that these brothers had for so long and it's kind of them um, kind of rectifying, you know, what, what, what happened. So it's an interesting story, but for me, it's, it's good. Cause he, I see myself as more of a writer and a producer, but I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of acting, which, which is, which is fine. You know, I'll, I want to kind of go with the flow, you know, so. Okay, so who's producing the, the feature? Uh, his name is Joseph Joseph Mangano. He's the he's the writer and the producer of it. He's done he's done a couple of other he's done a few other um, projects too. And um, his brother is Anthony Mangano, who is a, a pretty a pretty well known actor. He's he's been around for, you know for a while. So um, and I'll tell you I'll tell you how it happened. So a good very good friend of mine, Chris Tardio, is a very well established actor, great great actor, and um, he was cast to do it, and then he just wasn't able to. So. Um, but he called up the producer and said, "Hey, I, I got a guy for you," and uh, and I was that guy. So, wow. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't have to audition or anything, and um, he cast me on the spot. We had a conversation, and that's it. So I'm actually filming tonight. I got a six o'clock call time, and <laughs> nice. When, did, when will you, uh, production be done? Probably pre pre production. Well, production will be done by the by the middle of uh, December. And then it's a feature, so he'll, he'll take a few months to edit. But uh, I'll come back, you know, when that when that's uh, available too, for sure. Oh, please come back and promote it and yeah. talk about it. Yeah, Tony, you know, you brought me and Lish together, who is now really my we're partners. I mean, she's my partner in, in the company. We have all these things going in there. I wouldn't have known her if it wasn't for you. So um, I'm really grateful for that. Thank well, you. something tells me you would have found each other in the world because you're so well suited. Uh, you really click together. So I, I, I thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I was somehow involved, but I feel like you both would have run into each other like in a Dunkin' Donuts in Manhattan or something anyway. We are we are very similar. But now, now Seamus is my friend too, so now I'm very grateful for that as well because, um, yeah, it's just... Very a, nice, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're ever in a fight, you really want Seamus there. I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I'm not much of a fighter anymore. But still, yeah. just it scares people. Just you show, yeah, yeah, sure. you show them the picture of you punching Evander Holyfield. You know his face is all squashed up to the side. Oh well, you people know that I'm away. Going, you know what I'm doing after we get off. I'm going to YouTube and I'm going to watch Seamus' fights. Of course, it's not even. <laughs> question. Don't watch. There's one I don't want, to, want you to watch. But <laughs> and you, yeah, I, I that picture. I showed that picture to. Uh, I don't like to show the picture out here because it's a very violent picture. But I did it. What the hell? But uh, but. Um, I have a, I have a shoe shine business, uh, and we use it to uh, to uh, parlay into into uh, marketing. And we go to go to conventions all around the country, and done some in England and Ireland. 
And I was with a, with a friend and he's, he, the picture came out, you know, it's there. And uh, the guy I was shining his shoes, he was kind of having a bad day and he's looking at me and, and he didn't believe the guy that I fought Holyfield and I knocked, you know, hit him a few times. And he said, he said to me, he says, did you fight Holyfield? And I was like, mm, yeah, he, didn't, he was getting madder and madder, you know? And, and uh, so he gets off the chair and he goes to pay me for the shoe shine. And he says, he says, I'm going to Google you. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to Google you. <laughs> so that's my Google commercial. <laughs> it's great. Uh, <laughs> well, boxing is so poetic. Like it's, it's, and, and deep down, I think every, every, it, there's something so poetic and beautiful about boxing and about, you know, you know, just, just the, the sheer nature of what it is. And it's, you know, it, it's this fight and the sportsmanship I find is so incredible where after a fight, it's a sport. It's still a sport. You're hugging. You have this, you have this mutual respect because you went through something. Yeah. You should be saying this, not me, because you, you're the one that actually did it. But, yeah. you know, but that's what I love so much about it. I like to see, like, Yes, and you. I can only imagine you're. You're. You have. We all have a, a temper yeah. and emotions, but it's a sport. You're in there, and you love that person when you're done. Probably in most instances, right? Totally. And and since you spotted, you got it also. So you've had that also. I can tell. And yeah. and uh, I was on. I was on. I was a tiny bit late coming on this morning again, Tony, because I actually got involved in this uh, podcast about this guy who's trying to get. Uh, um, Build some kind of a company on, like, basically, uh, he just said, I don't want to use all A-list actors. I was like, that's me. I'm not an A-list actor. I'm an athlete, athlete, A-list So I said, I'm like a D-list actor, you know, whatever. So uh, I was writing something. I just sent a message out to him before, before this podcast. And uh, uh, there, there are, like, we know the backstory is always... It's way more interesting than what we see on the screen and you know all this stuff and how it was made and where you came from and all this stuff and and those stories are like there's millions of them i just keep getting uh, notifications sorry so um yeah so uh continue <laughs> <laughs> well i'll tell you this really quick that that the, but my yoga studio was power yoga center for five years and then i love boxing so much that i changed the name of my studio and I was calling it East Coast Yoga and Boxing <laughs> because I, you know, what, what better than to let out some aggression first because we all have it. It's, it's part yeah. of, right? I mean, when I get angry, I, I don't care that I got angry. I just don't want to, I don't want to get to that point where I let the anger manifest and it comes out, right? Mm. So yeah. let's let out the aggression and then go and do, so it was like 30 minutes of, boxing and then a 30 minutes of just kind of yoga and and breath work because it's you know i felt like it was like i felt like it was like you know such a great uh workout both physical and and mental because you know i don't care the emotion that i feel i just don't want to i don't want to act on it i'll feel whatever it is because that's normal thank god we feel angry and sad and happy and surprised but if you feel angry that's fine but you know you go and, and do you know if you go and do negative things as a result of it then that's when you know you want to take a look at that but. that's right up my, right up my alley uh, Ed. i i when i feel start feeling angry 
I get my pen and paper out and I get to the root cause of my anger. What's driving me? What, what, what didn't I get what I wanted? What's driving me? What happened? What did they do? What did I, I, what did I think they did? That's usually the question, you know, that's usually the, the situation. And I write it down. It, start, it just starts to dissipate. It doesn't bother me as much. I need that. I need it a lot. I do it all the time. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to start doing yeah. the same thing. I think that's, I think that's great. Yeah. Well, before, before we close out, I have to ask you, you know, we're very into creativity uh, here and, and I get a lot of writers who come on and I have to know, you know, what, what the creative process looks like for them. And so Ed, since you do do a lot of writing, what does the creative process look like for you? I mean, this is a compound question. So I, I'm going to ask it and I think I'm just going to throw it all out there and then, and then leave it to you. So first of all, do you get your inspiration? Does it just come natural? Do you sit down? Like Matthew Dix, uh, best-selling author, he was on a couple of weeks ago, and he said, you know what? I, I don't come up with anything ahead of time. I don't outline my stories. It's not, I'm not like in the shower or walking the dog, and suddenly I know. I sit down, and when my fingers touch the keyboard, that's when the story just comes out of my head and right into the computer. I don't even know ahead of time what's going to happen to the characters. I'm as surprised as everyone else. Wow. That was more or less how creativity looked like for him. But we've had other authors on who said, you know what? I work things out while I'm doing the dishes or I'm walking the dog. Uh, and I kind of lay the whole story out in my head. Then I come home and outline it. Uh, some, some, another person told us I'm in the shower, I'm singing, and like the back of my brain is just working on the story and it spits it back out to me. What does creativity look like to you and how do you create? That's such a great question. And it's so true about everybody kind of has a different, you know, different methodologies that work. I can tell you for me, first of all, creatively, my inspiration only comes to me when I'm being physical. So if I'm exercising and, and, and doing all the things that we've just spent a lot of time talking about. So when I'm overeating and if I'm hungover and if I'm doing like creatively, I'm kind of empty on that. So that's just like a basic, you know, kind of mm -hmm. when will things creatively come to me or if I have an idea or something that I want to start to write about. Um, I think this is a good tip and any well-established professional, you know, writer, I think the hardest thing about writing is the discipline aspect of it. It's, it's so difficult to do it. And I'm not there yet. I can be a lot better. But if you listen to any really well, there's no other way to do it. You have to set aside a certain amount of time. You know, right now for me, it's an hour. I wish it was five hours. And you sit down and you write. And now I know that that sounds crazy because not you, maybe you're not going to be that productive. But you have to have the discipline to set aside the time and, and to sit down and to do it. That's one thing I think is a very big thing. Even if you're an aspiring writer or something like that, you have to sit down. Writers write. And the hardest part is to sit down and to actually do the writing. Um, and as Thank as you. Writing, yeah. Thank you. No, wow. it's really, yeah, it's, it's absolutely, you know, it's the only way. So you're welcome. But it's, yeah, and the other thing, I do have a little bit of a process. I, I'll outline. I do like to outline and know, I have to have an idea of, of where I'm going to go. And maybe the reason why is because I'm very collaborative. So for Eltingville, Chris Roberti, is the director of Eltingville, and uh, he co-wrote it. And he's one of the most talented artists that I know. I just, I, I love him as a person and as an artist. And when he kind of came in and got involved and he was directing, he had things that he wanted to do. And he's an amazing storyteller. I'm always open to collaboration. And if you're collaborating with the right person, they're not going to change plot. It's not about changing plot. It's about raising up the work. Is not, you know, plot, plot is different. So he really raised the work. So I'm, I think collaboration is important. So anybody, you know, this is what works for me, but I think as an artist, I think you should always, it's, 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 a, it's all a collaboration, right? I mean, you know, 
it's for that for for making movies is a complete collaborative um you know medium so you know that's kind of that's kind of where i come from on that do you get your ideas uh from just observation i mean is it just like you're at the you're at the deli waiting you know uh waiting to be to get to, to the end and get uh, the cashier your item and suddenly you see a person and you think wow there's got to be an interesting story there i mean where do your ideas come from yeah I'm very empathetic and I think, again, it ties into a lot of this conversation, but I think my, my empathy, and I do have a natural curiosity and I love to talk to strangers. Um, my kids tell me maybe too much, you know, <laughs> they're like, dad, stop. They're like, dad, stop, you know? Uh, and probably they have a little bit of a point to a certain extent, but um, I think from the empathy, so I can, I can look, a lot of it is inspired by stuff that I've been through. I mean, you know, I've experienced loss, a lot of loss and, you know, just I'm divorced and just different, different aspects of pain. Ultimately it's, it's all pain, right? A lot, a lot of all that we write about is pain, you know? Oh, totally. And so even, even this interview uh, podcast, thank you for raising our intellects to a high level of consciousness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So for even saying that, and thank you for, um, thank you, because that's that's a nice thing to say, and and you've done the same thing for me. You, you know, you really have just being on here. But um, once you can, we all experience the pain, and once you can do those positive things that we spoke about, you can you can call on that. And Tony, I mean, you know, you 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 Tony, you've been through so much, right? And once you're on the other side of it, then you could kind of call on it. When you're in it, it's really hard to, you know, it's hard to, you know. Oh, can I, I say one thing about about the pain? So, sorry, because oh, I'm so sorry, Tony. No, no, <laughs> about please. the pain. So you said something about the pain before, which caught my interest. And uh, I have a, a newer thing about about pain. Uh, I do not have to accept anything that causes me pain. Now with this writing process, I can face and be rid of the cause of the pain and unearth in me what was what I'm, what I'm being blocked from. And it's a newer, um, yeah, it's a higher level of consciousness I've noticed. It is. Yeah. You're making, that's, you're making, I like the way you articulated that because you're ultimately, that's a choice. No, you're, you're making a choice, which is, you know, and I just read this book and it was a guide to the good life. And it was about stoic philosophy, which I've been very interested in, you know, ancient stoic philosophy. Yeah. And it's, it's, and I, and I love it. And I, and one of the things is that, um, like levels of control and Seamus, you're kind of talking about that a little bit. You're taking some control over that and doing something with it. But this is simple. And I, I tell this to kids that I coach and all, but I don't know. I like the way that it was laid out, you know, and there's three levels of control, things that we have full control over, things that we have partial control over, things that we have no control over. Full control is, you know, what I'm, what, you know, I, I wore this for this podcast and this is full control. Partial control is, um, if, if I'm going into a boxing match and I did, I did my best, right. I don't have full control if I win that match. Right. I think that's a great example. So what do you focus on? You focus on the training, the runs, you know, the extra workout, your mental state, what you eat, you do all those things. And if you get in the ring or whatever it is, and if you, the outcome is not favorable, typically you'll be okay with that because you did all the things that were in your control. And then the thing that drives me that, you know, that, that I think is crazy. And I actually never do this even just naturally before I even went down any road of self-exploration. I don't worry about things that are not in my control ever. I don't care about them. Mm. Um, say one thing. 
this that's thank you for being with. So don't, the only reality I know is right now. The, the my only relationship to the past is a memory, and all memory is faulty. So reality is right now. In the future, there really is no future. It's just a projection of the past. That's right. So if I clear away the past in my with my writing, there's less projection. I'm a, I'm more now, and when I'm now, the more now I am, the better I feel, and the more people I can love and help and 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 uh, get along with, and not caught be like bring harmony to the world, not strife. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the only way that you could actually be. And I don't even know if happy is the right word, but you could be peaceful. Right. Yes. I want to live a I want to live a virtuous life. And these are not my words. It was part of the book, but it was articulated. But I want to live a virtuous life so it will lead to peace and tranquility ultimately. Mm. Happiness Beautiful. is a food. I'll take it. You know, but happiness mm. can come from eating a good meal or seeing, you know, a smile on my kid's face, or I'm happy right now. I mean, this has been a wonderful conversation. Mm. And it's it's been it's something I didn't even expect to be mm. to be doing this today, and I'm so grateful for it, you know. Wow. Got that Henry David Thoreau uh, thing going on, Ralph Waldo Emerson, right? They, that's exactly yeah. where they come from. That sense of mm. peace. And Seamus, mm. you you talk about their their greatest uh, <laughs> top ten list. Go ahead. I don't want to yeah, take your like, line like, away. Like, you're, like, you're all Dave, about <laughs> like Dave Letterman, they had the top ten list. And Ed, guess what was number one on both their lists? Top ten measures of success in life. Um, just happiness or like a. Uh, very close. The number, specifically, it says to laugh often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're making me think. You see that the the ad where it's like, you know, you're gonna start acting like you're gonna turn into your mom, and and, yeah. and the, the guy, he's walking through it, and the sign is "Live, Laugh, Love," and the guy's like, "Do you really need a sign that says Live, Laugh, Love?" No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> what do I have? Oh, good, good, good food, good friends, good times. I like signs. Yeah. You know, but. <laughs> well, on that note, I know we're out of time, uh, but I, I invite you. I mean, you have an open invitation to come back whenever you have time for us. Please come back. Um, I <laughs> Thank will. you, Ed, so much. Thank, Thank you. you so much to, to both of you. I, I mean it. You guys are beautiful. I, mm -hmm. I love it. I'm, I'm so grateful to be on. So thank mm -hmm. you both so much. Takes one to know one. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And from everyone here, it, it may interest you to know. Bye. Bye. <laughs>